Dad. Yeehaw! Dietrich is absolutely right. You are listening to Ask Dr. Jake. My name is Dr. Jake Tucker. I'm the owner and founder of Good Life Family Chiropractic here on the south side of Lincoln, and I'm coming to you today with another message of health, hope, and wholeness. And on the theme that started off this week, that pile of snow that overwhelmed us, I'm going to continue talking about health and how things like snow and snow removal or the consequences of slipping on the snow can affect our health. We have to start with the definition of health. Health, by definition, is completely different than what you've probably thought of it as your entire life. We grow up and our parents say, oh, does it hurt? Yeah, oh, you got an owie. And while pain is absolutely a sign that something is going drastically wrong. It is not the problem itself. Pain is a signal designed by God to tell us that something's gone wrong. And so we have to think about our health in relationship to that. You know, you think about just what the average case of back pain or neck pain costs Americans right now. It's estimated that about half of all cases of back pain in the United States end up in surgery. And that's something that doesn't have to happen. The average cost of those surgeries costing over $80,000. It's no wonder that our healthcare system is the number one cause of bankruptcy in the United States. Over two thirds or almost two thirds of all bankruptcies are due to healthcare costs. And 75% of those people had health insurance. So it's the system is not designed to help you protect you, but it does start It does start with knowing what health is. According to the World Health Organization, according to Dorland's Medical Dictionary, according to just about any organization that's defined health, health is a state of 100% optimal function and healing across mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual components of our lives. And so we have to take what we're dealing with in that context. And what we're dealing with, number one, is the most expensive healthcare system in the world, a system that's designed to focus on your symptoms and symptom relief, your symptom management, disease management, because that's all that symptoms are. Symptoms and the combination thereof lead to a diagnosis. You go in, once you have a symptom, to your medical doctor. He sits down with you, does a history, takes some tests, and then based off of those results, he assigns you a diagnosis. And that diagnosis, 90% of the time, is just the Latin term for the symptoms that you're dealing with. Based off of that diagnosis, he'll determine the best medication, aka symptom blocker, to help you feel better. He'll send you home, and in about a month or maybe two months, you'll come back for a checkup, and he'll check to see if under those medications, the symptoms are still there. And if you're still feeling those same symptoms, he may run some more tests to determine if maybe he didn't misdiagnose your symptoms as something else. And if he did misdiagnose that, or there's another diagnosis that he finds in conjunction with the original one, he'll put you on another medication to address those symptoms even further. Now, you go down this path far enough, and you may find yourself in a specialist's office. The specialist will run his own set of tests diagnose his own medical condition and give you a special medication, a special symptom blocker, all at a special price. He's called a specialist. And that, if that doesn't work, will lead down the road to a surgical consult. The surgeon's job is to assess you 
your diagnosis, and the organs and cells and tissues inside your body to see if cutting them out or surgically injuring your body won't be healthier for you than leaving your body the way that God designed it. That healthcare system is the most expensive healthcare system in the world. And I will say, I'm not here to bash medical doctors at all. I have the utmost respect for their education because the education that they received is about 90% identical to the one that I received. But instead of focusing on symptoms and disease processes, where my education differs is that we begin to look at the body as a healing mechanism, the one that God designed to give us life and to be the temple of the Holy Spirit, to be able to overcome sickness and disease when removing interference from the expression of health. We're a medical doctor, in the, and the, we have the best in the world here in the United States. You have the best emergency care facilities in the world. You have the best access to the most resources. And as 5% of the world's population, we take 74% of the world's prescription drugs. But when you focus on sickness and disease, which is what our allopathic medical system does, all you're going to end up doing is managing those symptoms of sickness and disease. And it shows itself statistically. The reports that the World Health Organization puts out year after year consistently show us that our country, in spite of investing the most money into healthcare out of any other country in the world, in spite of having the best resources, in spite of the best medical professionals in the world traveling from across the globe to practice here in the United States, where it's most financially advantageous, we have the worst results out of... In all the industrialized nations in the world, whether you're measuring out of the top three, out of the top 13, or the top 37, we score dead last. And when it comes to all the countries in the world, we score 72nd overall, which means that there are third world countries that do better at this thing called health than we do. And it starts with an understanding of what health is and what health is not. Health is not the absence of symptoms. Health is a state of 100% optimal function and the ability of your body to heal. When you focus on that ability to heal, you get health because you start addressing cause and you start looking at lifestyle and you look at the factors that created those abnormal functions inside your body. And as we do that, as we address those things, the body can and will heal. You think about it. God put an amazing healing power inside of each of us. And it is a power. It brought two cells together inside of your mom. The sperm and the egg combined and formed a single cell. And that single cell contains so much power and information that it duplicated itself and replicated itself 36 trillion times to form this living, loving, thinking clay that doesn't just focus on feeling good but it continues to heal and create function in your heart, in your lungs, in your digestive system. It heals a cut on your hand all without you thinking about it. Think about it for a second. For your heart to beat, for your lungs to breathe, for a cut on your leg to heal, a signal has to run from our brain, down our spinal cord, and out the nerves to every organ, cell, and tissue. It doesn't happen any other way. And we know that because if we take it at its most severe stage and we step it back, we can see this. If we sever the spinal cord at the brainstem, it all function in your body stops. 
you disconnect that intelligence in the brain from every organ, cell, and tissue, and you die immediately. If we just cut all the nerves going to the heart, separating the intelligence in the brain from the heart, the heart stops and we die. Let's step it back one more time. If we just restrict some of the signal going through those nerves that go to the heart, limiting the communication between the brain and the body, that's going to create dysfunction in the heart. That dysfunction will lead to symptoms. That sim- those symptoms will be diagnosed as disease, and that disease will lead to an early death. But if all we do is we address the symptoms and we never address the dysfunction, that heart will die sooner, even if we address it with medication. Medication is just a chemical intervention to block symptoms. And so if we want to get to the cause of it, we have to actually look and see how well is it functioning? How is that communication between the source of function and the organ that is dysfunctional? And that starts in your central nervous system. And the thing that houses and protects your central nervous system is your spine. So the skull surrounds and protects the brain. And then the spinal column in each individual vertebra surround and protect your brain stem, your spinal cord, and the nerve roots. Those bones, they are actually part of your, of your central nervous system. Their movement, their integrity, the way that they function com- completely goes hand in hand with how well your brain communicates with the organ cells and tissues. If a single joint is restricted in your spine, it limits the amount of energy that your brain gets. We measure a decrease in function when a joint is dysfunctional in your prefrontal cortex. And we see that the communication between the prefrontal cortex and organ cells and tissues along that nerve pathway through that restricted joint actually decreases by as much as 60% if left there for just five minutes. And I see this in my office every single day. I see this in my own life almost every single day. I see that in my kids and I see that in my patients. If you've been listening to the show long enough, you've heard my son's story. My baby boy, Ezekiel Charles, he was at daycare and he quit breathing out of nowhere as he was going down for the middle of his nap. Took two rounds of rescue breathing to get him resuscitated. And when he got and when they woke him up, when they got him back breathing again, he was seizing and he was shaking and he was struggling to breathe even still. So they transported him to St. E's where I met them. And when I met them in that hospital room, my hands instinctively, as I picked him up, they just went to his neck. And when I felt his neck, the top bone in his neck, his atlas, had moved out of alignment significantly enough that it was restricting communication between his brain and specifically his lungs. I adjusted that vertebra. And as I pushed that bone back into place, his body slowly started to come out of the seizure. He started to calm down. His breathing normalized and his body began to heal. And as it did so, his life was restored. And even though we were in the medical system, the best of the best ended up at Children's in Omaha trying to figure out what happened. We figured out it was just life that happened. And whether you slipped and fell on the ice and you knocked something out or you stood up when you were, you know, 18 months old into the table that you didn't notice 
was a little shorter than the last time you stood up because you grew a little bit or you slipped and fell as you were learning how to walk and dislodge something. And whether or not you felt that, whether or not that created a symptom instantaneously, it did create a dysfunction. And unfortunately, that dysfunction has been robbing you of your life experience for all these years. And if that's you, if you're sitting here today and you're dealing with neck pain, you're dealing with back pain, you're dealing with headaches, you have high blood pressure and you don't know where it came from, you were just told that it runs in the family. I tell you what, dysfunction runs in all of our families where we fail to address the cause of it. And so if you're ready to address the cause, pick up the phone, call or text my office, 402-413-8825. Again, that's 413-8825. You've been listening to Ask Dr. Jake. I'll join you again tomorrow for another episode.